Okay, so we are on Lamed Zion Amid Beis, 37b at the bottom, and we're talking about mitzvos that we don't have to do outside the land of Israel, mitzvos that are connected only to Eretz Israel, and other mitzvos uh, are not connected to Eretz Israel, and those we don't have to do. And of course, there were some exceptions. And the challenge is for us to figure out from the words of the Torah itself which mitzvahs were connected to being in Eretz Yisrael. Um, the question is, by a number of the mitzvahs, it seems to mention when you get there, that's when you keep them. Um, part of the question was, there's uh, used several words. It used the word moshav, which means when you live there or you dwell there. Uh, the word Yerusha means more in a permanent sense. When you live there, we're given a piece of land and you would bequeath it to your children. So there, clearly, if it uses the word um, Moshev and uh, Yerusha, then that means uh, more, you know, that's only when you're in the land on a permanent way. But Moshev is more of a temporary thing. Uh, let's start uh, six lines, seven lines up. Why does it have to mention at all coming into the land when it comes to tefillin? Tefillin have nothing to do with earth or land. And what about the donkey? Why is that there? So the Gemara said, We need that for the following teaching. Look at Itanya. We learned the following that uh, you have to be worthy to live in Hashem's palace, to live in the Eretz Israel. And uh, what mitzvahs do we need to do in order to get that schus, to get that merit uh, to live there? So uh, he said, Asa mitzvahzu, do these mitzvahs b'shvil tekanis in order to get into the land. Now, why tefillin and peter chamor? Uh, well, tefillin uh, represents that um, whatever is in your mind has to be in your hand. And we have the head tefillin and the hand tefillin. A lot of people... Um, they, uh, they know in their head what they should do, but they don't carry it out. And we try not to interrupt between the hand and the head tefillin. We try to carry out what we know to be true. Uh, this is like the message now for the Yom Kippur season, you know, where we, we, and we want to do so much, and we, but the question is, are we going to carry it out? Are we going to do what's in the... Uh, so if you, if you carry out what you know to be true, then, uh, then you get married to Israel. The second... Mm-hmm. It's the Nike commercial. Okay. Just do it. Just do it, right. Um, then uh, the Petr Hamur, again, I, this I was thinking a little bit, but typically this is thought of as being appreciative. Uh, when we left Egypt, uh, we had a lot of baggage. We had to carry the stuff out. And uh, with the dilemma, how were we going to schlep all of that? And the donkeys came to the rescue. And so I, the idea that if you, a Jew learns, is somebody who appreciates everything. And so that in America, go to Eretz Israel, you have to be able to appreciate even the donkeys. So uh, that's the, uh, but either way, it mentions, um, those are my explanations, but uh, uh, those are things that are mentioned. But it, it meant if you do those, you go into Eretz Israel. Okay, four lines from the bottom. If you say, there, there was another interpretation that no, really Moshev means uh, anywhere. Uh, where you are, even outside the land. So, that's why the Pasuk says, uh, the question was, does the mitzvah of Chadash apply outside the land of Israel? Meaning, 
while they, uh, the first time they came to Israel, did they have to wait for the second day of Pesach to eat from the new crop? Or could, uh, it didn't apply because they weren't yet in Israel and they could eat. So if you say the word Moshev means that this is a mitzvah that applies anywhere, even not necessarily just in Eretz Israel, and therefore they kept Chadosh outside the land of Israel, and guess what? If they kept it, we got to keep it. <laughs> they kept Chadosh outside the land of Israel. Um, but uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, why not everybody keeps Chadosh and Yashin. But it, if you say that it means that wherever you are, you got to keep it, so the Pasuk says like this, It says that they didn't eat the new grain until the second day after Pesach. What do you see? As we turn to today's page, that uh, the very first year they came in, there was no new crop until they brought the Omer. So uh, that fits the, that explanation very good, why, why they waited. But, but according to the view that this word doesn't mean anywhere you live. It only means when you live full-time in Eretz Israel and you own land and pass it down to your kids. So according to them, it, it, it's not yet binding on us, the mitzvah of Chadush. So nechal alter, we should have been able to eat the new crop right away because it took a while until uh, we conquered all of Eretz Israel. It took a while until we divided it all up. 14 years, in fact. So nechal alter, so we should have been able to eat right away. Didn't they come in on Pesach? So they weren't in the land before, <laughs> before uh, you know, while, it was, while it was still cut. That's what I'm saying. They, they brought their crop. I don't know the timing. You want to know when exactly did they come in? They, they crossed the Yardin. There was this mass milah. You have to look at this, uh, this Pasuk in Yoshua Hay. Uh, even once they were in, it, if, you, if you say it didn't start until after 14 years, so what were they... Uh, um, uh, why they, they wouldn't have had to... Uh, they, it wouldn't be binding yet. They they wouldn't have had to wait at all. But this implied that there was a waiting. But I'm not sure it's talking about the first but year. The first year, like they weren't there. Yeah, they I don't. They didn't get there until. It, it, Isn't that what it's saying though? They didn't have a crop to go with, so they started. Isn't that what it was saying? We'd have to look at that verse a little more carefully. But uh, but we'll get to the time frame soon. So let's just wait and see. So uh, but. Our question, though, is if they were allowed to eat because it wasn't forbidden yet because they hadn't yet settled there, so why didn't they eat right away? According to the view that these mitzvahs only apply once they're fully settled in, they should have been able to eat from the, new, the crop right away. So the Gemara answered, you're right, they could have, but it wasn't necessary. Why? Because we had leftover man. Man was holy food, and we didn't want to waste it. And the first few days, first 33 days, we were still eating the man. As it says, So it, it says that they ate the man until they came in. Now, there, it's a little bit confusing, the words in the Pasuk. You can't say that it lasted all the way into Eretz Israel because it already said El could say until they got there. El could say, but you can't say till they got there. Shavuot ad boyam until they got there. Haketzad. So now uh, we'll get a little bit of a time frame. Beshiva ba'ader Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu died on Zion Adar. That was the seventh of Adar. 
And that was the last day of the month. The month came down in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the day he died, that was the last month delivery. By And they survived on leftover month until the 16th of Nisan. It was a miracle. It lasted a long-lasting month. The last one lasted longer. That's right. All the other ones up until the entrance. Sodium dioxide. The preservatives. Okay. This was one view of of what happened. So our question was: If they were allowed to eat from Chadash, why did they? Why didn't they? The answer was they didn't need it because they had man. So uh, again, our discussion previously was when the mitzvah of Chadash became operable. Did it apply outside the land or only uh, or not? And so uh, we can't um, prove anything because they had the man supply. Now this, outside? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chadash applies even to non-Jews in Israel. In other words, you can't eat from the crop, even if you, it's not like um, Shemitah or like, uh, so if, you're, if, if the, the new crop is forbidden, even the non-Jewish crop would have been forbidden. So, Tanya, uh, uh, we learned in another place. It says they ate man 40 years. What do you mean 40 years? That's 40 years minus 30 days. Uh, why the 30 days? Uh, why, Rashi, what, what was the deal with the 30 days? So you thought the man lasted a long time. Rashi says they had leftover matzah. We had leftover matzah rolls uh, from Afterwards it says, The man didn't happen immediately. They still were on leftovers. They still were on the provisions. Um, I, I said that they would use matzah leftovers. Maybe they had. Maybe they salted away just bread. I don't know what they had. <laughs> would they have sold it? Would they? I don't know how they would they have had it. They would have had to have collected this mon, right? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. fallen anymore. Uh, we're going back to the very beginning. We're saying it didn't start right away. So we're saying that. Right. They must have. Yeah, that's that's right. They must have taken with Egypt. They must. So I was just saying, was that matzah leftovers or was that chametz? But that, that was my own question. But so, but either way, So if that's true, uh, how do we say forty years? The man only fell 40 years minus 33 days, uh, 30 days. Allah is coming to tell you, Ugo showed to Mitzrayim, the, the provisions they took out of Mitzrayim, Tamo Behem Taman, they tasted like man. So really, it was like we had man 40 days. The, um, so there, there's a concept that man is, was, was a, spe- a very special, unique food. It was a spiritual food, it had special qualities. 
uh, we're trying to say that even the food that we brought out of Mitzrayim, uh, once we were under Hashem's clouds of glory, it tasted like man. It had, the, it had man flavor. That sounds like it was pasta, because the, 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 the essence of the mitzvah was within it. Yeah, uh, could be. Tanya Yidech, we learned somewhere else, B'Shiva Abba Adar Meis Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu died on the 7th of Adar. U'B'Shiva Ba'adar Nolad Mo'na, and that was his birthday too. Where do you know that he died on his birthday? How do we know he died on the seventh of Adar? It says he died. And there was 30 days of mourning afterwards, so I had 30 days. Then it says that after 30 days, Hashem said, uh, get up and go, let's go. So they, they, Yeshua, they said, let's get ready for three days. They had three days to get ready after the days of mourning, so you have to add 33 days. It says, what was the timing? They came in on the 10th, 10th of Nisan. So say man, if you if you subtract the thirty three days from the tenth of Nisan, say man Freya. That's the seventh of Adar. I never knew how to figure that out. So uh, the the timing that's what suggests that, that he died on the seventh. Um, and, how born, oh, and how do you know he was born on the seventh of Adar? Very good, Shnamar. For Yamar Leah, Moshe Rabbeinu said. Ben Mea Vestrim Shana Nochi. I'm 120 years old today. La Ucho Od Latzes Falavo. And I can't continue to leave. Shane Tamar Hayom. Why does it say today? Uh, obviously, he said this on today. My Tamar Yom. Ulamich Hakodesh Borhu Yoshiv Umamali Shinosav Shosadikim. You see from here that Hashem sits and he fills up. He's, he, he, the days of the Tzadikim are so precious to him that he wants to make sure that we get our money's worth. We get it all the full days. I'll give you full days. And so he died on his birthday. And we only know that because we're going a complete yearly cycle backwards from his death. Right. That's how they figure this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Tanya, we learned, Rav Shimon Yochayomer, Shlosha Mitzvah Sinsav Yisrael Minasal Eretz. There were three mitzvahs that we were given on the way in. The Nohagas and those apply, Bein Ba'aretz, Bein Bechutz Eretz, and they apply in Eretz Yisrael and outside Eretz Yisrael. Fuhu Adin Shenodu. And it's also, we could have figured it out, it makes sense that these would apply. Let's see Rashi. Um, he's saying that we, uh, the, these mitzvahs were um, the three mitzvahs that we're going to say. What are they? One, the first one is Chadash. Chadash they did even before they came. And in the merit of them, they came in Deretz Yisrael. Now, we know that we kept Chadash outside the land of Israel. And Chodesh doesn't stay forbidden forever. All you've got to do is wait till the second of Pesach, and then it's permitted. It's not, a, it's not something that's forbidden intrinsically. It just says, wait for the new crop. The Einisr Isra, no, and it's, you're not forbidden to benefit. And uh, it becomes permitted. And that mitzvah, noig bein boards, bein bechutzlords, even applies outside the land. Chlayim. When you grow something where you mixed uh, green, uh, grain and, and uh, wine, 
or forbidden mixtures. Sha'asr Israel, you're never allowed to benefit. Vasr Israel, and it's forbidden to benefit. Vain Hetela Osran, and there's no way to permit it. Ainudin Shinoig Bain Boarts, I mean, Chutzorts. Certainly, that should apply before you get in the land, because that's even stricter than Chadash. Vahuadin La Orla, and Orla has, has also, in two ways, it's very strict. So basically, we're saying if Chadash was forbidden, so it makes sense that Klaim and Orla would have been forbidden. Uh, that's and uh, the um, so that's how he learned that they applied even beforehand. They, they reversed. They reversed the order of the mission, though. As or far as Chadash was the last. One. Was the last one? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. He's starting with that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He says as we turn the page. Yeah. There is a difference between Orla and Chadash. Chadash hmm. becomes permitted after thirty days. Or Orla is never permitted. Yeah. Well, you got to redeem it, don't you? That's what we said in in two things. Uh, it's it's similar in two ways and not in three ways. Yeah. Yeah. Rashi says exactly what you're saying. Uh, do you want? Let's take a look in that Rashi. Who adin ba Orla b'shnayim? Rashi about eight lines up. Af Orla ba b'chavuchamar zu. We could also infer that Orla is forbidden b'shnei in two ways. Af apisha b'shlishi. Even though in the third way, as Richard pointed out, Einba doesn't have Shein Isirolam, it's not going to be uh, forbidden forever. Miu Isir Hanahu, but it is, it's, it, the, the, uh, the next year it's going to be permitted, but it is forbidden to benefit from. And the days where it's forbidden, it stays forbidden. Uh, whereas the Chadash um, uh, the, the becomes permitted after a while. But it, in certain ways, Orla is stricter, and in certain ways, Klayim uh, is stricter. So the bottom line is, if we know that Chadash is forbidden, uh, then obviously Orla and Klayim uh, would be forbidden. And he says the following, we turn the page. If we got the command before we got in, then it, it, it's independent of Eretz Yisrael. It was given to us in Kutzoretz, it's going to apply in Kutzoretz. If it was given to us only after we got in, then it only applies to Eretz Yisrael, except, we knew there was going to be an exception, except uh, releasing uh, debts that are owed every seven years on, on Shemitah, and sending away uh, servants every seven years, even though the command came later, those apply outside Eretz Yisrael. Um, that's, that's, uh, uh, those two are the exception. So, Hashmatas Ksafim, Chavis Aguf. So, Umar said, well, money, it should be obvious, that has nothing to do with land. I mean, it, letting go of debts has nothing to do with land. So, Umar, we need it for the following. Tanya, we might have thought that there, there, there's, uh, there's Shemitah for land and then there's Shemitah for money, and we might have connected the two. And so that's basically why we had to mention Tanya. Rabbi Amr Zedvara Shemitah, Shamuk Bishte Shemitahs. There's two releases, Hakasim Adabar. Acha Shemitahs Karko, one is you let go of the land, Acha Shemitahs Safim, you let go of the debts. So you could say, Bisman Shata Mishamid Karka. If you keep the Shemitah in the land inside Israel, then you got to let go of the debts. If you're not going to let go of the land, so maybe the laws of, of, uh, of releasing the debts don't apply even outside of, uh, of Israel. 
So the Gemara says, "Ve'ema b'malkam she'ata mishamek karka ata mishamek safid." Maybe um, uh, and uh, maybe only where you do keep shemitah do you keep the shemitah of the money. Malkam she'ata mishamek karka ata mishamek safid. Tamalama kikaru shemitah l'Hashem b'kol malkam. There's a separate pasuk that says shemitah applies everywhere. So it's telling you that shemitah safim applies even outside the land of Israel. Wait, that wasn't one of the Mishnah, though, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. But the reason... Well, that's definitely part of the land, hey? Well, the Shemitah of the land is definitely part of... Uh, it doesn't apply outside, but the, the money part is not connected. We're saying we might have connected the two. Because uh, they're both Shemitah, even though... Um, I got you. And we do that today, when you think about it. I mean, this very day, the whole concept of Prisbo that we have just went through last year, we also have Shemitah. Right, right. It's, it's interesting whether, are they, are they intrinsically connected, or are they not? Is it just a coincidence, you know, that, uh, or is it a package? You know, when you could do the whole thing, then you could do the money too, but if you, if it doesn't apply to the land, maybe that's, that's kind of the question here. How, how connected are they? When they got Command? They got it in Israel. That that they, came later. So they, they didn't get. I mean, I thought they get all of the mitzvahs in Har Sinai. The certain mitzvahs were mentioned uh, came came later. Um, we did get all of the mitzvahs, but it, I guess where it quotes it, it's quoted to us. Um, Maybe this was the first time. Kol mitzvah shenitzavo Yisrael konib knisasin laaretz. Rashi uses the following word to answer Dr. Yafi's question. Top line. The Torah said to do it. I guess we were commanded on everything, but we weren't, it wasn't put into action. Do it now. Tied to the land from the beginning. Yeah, I think so. You had to get into the land to be able to do it, to implement it. Right. Okay, very good. So we're in the middle of the page. So we mentioned also that you might have thought that we didn't have to send away our servants outside the land. But the Gemara says, why would you think that? That has to do with you. It doesn't have to do with your land. So I, I would have said a southern answer, you know, that, that they needed the servants to work the land. Because, uh, yeah, there was no way to run a plantation. That was going to put them out of business. If you sent away the servants, you might as well give up the land. Who's going to pick cotton? Yeah, that's the... Uh, so, uh, but the, uh, but the worst says, well, even up north, you've got to let go of your servants. So, you know, Chavis Agufu has to do with you. So the Morris says, Silka, I would have thought Hoyle Luxiva, Karasim, Drorba, Arts. It says you will call, this is, it says it on the Liberty Bell, by the way, the Krasim Drorba Arat, you'll call out freedom to the land. That's the, uh, um, so uh, it says you will call out freedom to the land, but it's in, but Chutzor, it's low. It says in the land there'll be freedom. We don't care about Chutzor. I mean, Chutzor, it's, that's not, that's your business. But in the land there'll be, Eretz Yisrael is a land of freedom. Who said outside? Tama Lomar, Yovel, He, Mikol Makam. It says Yovel, Yovel is everywhere. Yim Kain, my time, why does it say Ba'aretz? Bizman Shadra Noig Ba'aretz, Noig Bechutzorts. When there's freedom in, in Eretz Israel, there'll be freedom outside of Eretz. Ain Dra Noig Ba'aretz. If we don't have Yoivel in Eretz Israel, ain't a Noig then it doesn't apply to the Chutzorts. But if there's a Yoivel, it's Yoivel everywhere. There's no Yoivel system uh, today anymore in, 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 uh, in place. Almost the only remnant we have of Yoivel is the blowing of the shofar on Yom Kippur. 
the last blowing, that's the Yovel blow. Uh, when we blow the shofar after Yom Kippur, that's the, what, that comes from the mitzvah on Yovel, which was to, to free the slaves on the, uh, the Yovel. Is that when it was done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rav Tishrei? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. We learned over there, Chadash Asr Min Torah Chadash is forbidden, and listen, the Rambam Paskins that way. As we said, there is a very strong reasons to keep Yashin. Uh, but there, there are uh, leniencies that we don't, uh, that we follow. Uh, and, uh, but it, the, he says, Chadash Asr Min Torah. He says, so there was... Um, so th- these are words of the Gemara, it's uh, words of a Mishnah and Orla. So in the, the time of the Ksam Sofer, there was the Reform <coughs> Movement. There was a movement all over Europe to try to change religion. And uh, they wanted to make new things. And sometimes the new things went against the Torah, and sometimes they didn't. Uh, but uh, so people would say, let's try an organ in Shul. I think people will enjoy the services better. Or let's, uh, let's, uh, let's bring the women from upstairs to downstairs, or let's, let's uh, move the table. Or whatever. They had all kinds of ideas about, uh, the, you know, to... Um, yeah. It's funny, today we laugh at it, because none of them... Those people, you know, all the, our our shuls are much more full than the the shuls where they had all those great ideas, you know, the, how to how to make the service better. But um, so uh, he sometimes people would argue with him and say, well, if it's not forbidden, why can't we do it? Now the truth is, uh, some people felt in this country one of the big problems were the rabbis only gave the sermons in Yiddish and they wouldn't say them in English, and no, and the younger generation didn't understand English, <laughs> and they were reluctant to switch. And uh, we lost a lot of people because of that. Had they switched earlier, they wouldn't have gone to reform and conservative. Or the, but uh, the, the, his approach was he would quote this verse and say, anything new is forbidden. And he would not allow any changes. They, if, if they used a certain tune for the Rosh Hashanah thing, they wouldn't change it. Uh, Who is this? Sam Sofer. And it worked. In, uh, in, unlike Germany and Hungary, they didn't have the reform. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't have the same. But in order to keep it from coming in, he took a very strong view and said, "Nothing new. We're not switching. Uh, switching anything." Uh, except, that, except there's a hey. It says. Okay. I see. Okay. I, th- I think he used the word Khadashasim Minator. All right. No, that's a separate language. Yeah, yeah. So, Bakomakam. Uh, okay. Or Lam, that's Halacha Moshe Misinai. And Klayim, that's Medivay Sofrim. So they're all forbidden. It's just where, did, uh, where they came from is different. My Halacha. What's the Halacha? So, Omri Yudomer Shmuel Hilchasa Medina. For me, that's a misprint. Uh, that's halacha Moshe Messina. Ula Omer Rabbi Yochanan. Uh, well, it's halacha Medina. Ula says the name of Yah halacha Moshe Messina. Not sure what the difference would be. Halacha Medina. Oh, Rashi Hilkasa Medina. He knew Gehem Aleim Bechutzort. It was the minic. They they took it on. It it uh, certain things we adopted, and once we adopt a practice, then it becomes binding. So that's. Um, that was what Rashi, uh, uh, and then the second view was no, it's halacha Moshe Misinai. According to me, who says it's halacha Moshe Misinai? That's why there's a difference whether you're in doubt. If you're not sure if it's from the first three years in Eretz Israel, you can't eat it. If you're in Surah, which is over the border, 
uh, then it's mutter. But chutz aretz, um, sura was only if it's a suffix. Oh, it's a suffix, right? That's right. And in chutz aretz, yored velokeach, you can actually go down and pick it. One hundred uvelvad show yurenu like it, as long as nobody uh, you don't do it publicly. Um, you should have somebody else do it. But by a forbidden mixture, tanan klaim hanetu yerek. But yerek nimkar chutzlo. If you have uh, somebody in your vineyard planted certain veggies that were forbidden to be grown together, and it's being sold, but in Eretz Israel, it's aser. Bisura over the border is mutter. You can totally go. As long as you don't pick it uh, by hand. So, I don't understand how they could do that, but it's Kalayim's and no brain. You can sit there and see that it's mixed up. To keep, to lose how can track. there be a suffix, you mean? How do yeah, they yeah, lose track? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, no, to, to lose track of how old a, a plant or a tree is, I've done that. Uh, that's an easy thing to do. Hmm. But when your mom is looking at a field and you see wheat growing in the month, <coughs> grapevines, and that's, that's like yeah. a no brain. Yeah, Rashi says, Karen Hanatua Yerik, Shizara Yerik, Benagafanim, right in between the grapevines. <laughs> That's a, you can tell that it's a. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it was picked and brought to market, and you you where'd you get that from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not in the field. Yeah, then that's what we're saying. When when if you're outside the land, you can even go down to the field where you know for sure it's a problem, uh, but you shouldn't do it by hand. So according to me, that all fits. But according to you, uh, we'll have to leave that for tomorrow. Uh, this discussion about what to do, whether these things apply outside the land, and whether they're all the same force or not. Okay. It's not a word. I'm an extra grape with a Yeah. And uh, we have some Agatha coming uh, just in time for Yom Kippur, so we'll have some interesting stuff coming up. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Be well. Um,